Right about now, you are listening to the Legacy and Leadership Podcast, a show where we discuss living as a leader worth following, leading others to do the same, and in doing so, leaving a legacy for future generations. My name is Jimmy Gonzalez Jr., a learning and development professional and leadership coach, sitting down with my co-host, Anthony Devon Watts Jr., an expert contact center leader that has effectively led and developed dynamic teams with high motivation. Together, we have over 30 years experience in the corporate game. Join us as we discuss our growth as leaders, share the lessons we've learned, and interview others to see how their leadership style was shaped as they were mentored by adversity. Well, hello there, legacy leaders. Uh, We are on episode 13, so thank you for joining us. And when I say we... Uh, this is your boy, Jimmy Gonzalez Jr., your co-host, along with my man, Anthony Devon Watts Jr., yes, sir. a.k.a. Leadership Docent. Uh, and, we, and we're really excited about not just this episode, but the next few episodes. Um, we've been kind of on a, a nice little rhythm, and we have three sessions that we are really, really looking forward to, starting with this episode and then leading up to 14 and 15, and then the next NBA session, which would be our fourth installment. Um, So really quickly, in this particular episode, we're going to be um, talking about employee engagement behaviors. And again, that's really going to take us over the next few episodes as we break down leadership expectations. And we feel like there's really three parts of that employee engagement behaviors, uh, continuous improvement, and then integrity. So over the next few episodes, stay tuned because we'll be breaking each one of those down per episode. Uh, But today, again, we will be focusing on employee engagement behaviors and kind of three tenets of that. Um, But before we jump into that, remember, number one, make sure that you subscribe, download the uh, podcast, wherever platform you're listening to us. We appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Hit that button. Uh, Hit the little bell as well. Uh, that way, if you're watching uh, on YouTube, you're always alerted for new videos. We appreciate yep. that. Uh, and then number two, take that screenshot, man. Take a screenshot. If you're listening to the podcast, take the screenshot on your phone. If you're watching on YouTube, take a screenshot. Then go over to Instagram and post it in your stories and tag us. That's all we're asking yes. you to do. Screenshot, post in stories, and tag. Do that. Appreciate that very much. And really, you know, we're just looking for feedback. You know, that way, as we're doing this podcast and we're having conversations, like it just lets us know that you're listening, that you're riding with us. Uh, If you want to leave us comments and let us know, you know, what resonated with you the most in the episode, that would always be cool as well. And then number three is share. Sharing is caring. So share the episode with your friends, your family, and again, any other leaders out there that you know, like they need to be a part of this legacy leader tribe. Um, So put them on, put them on share the podcast, let them know what's good. uh, And I'm sure that uh, we'll make a believer out of them as well. So um, so that's what you can expect over the next few episodes. Again, we're excited uh, to to dive into that. So, but as always, you know, I'd like to just chop it up for a minute and um, see how my my man is doing over here. So what's good, bro? How are you? (laughs) I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Um, Actually, I was just thinking, man, because I know we had a a little bit of um, run up before we actually started um, the intro, mm-hmm. right? Before we actually started the intro, just talking about sports, man. I was just thinking about how good it feels like, um, you know, football season is back, people. It's back. All, all is uh, almost right with the world. I won't say it is right with the world, but almost right with the world. Things are getting a little bit sweeter. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I think, matter of fact, last week, was it last week? 
yeah, this um, last week when like you had the convergence of like football was on and basketball was on. So the NBA was on, the NFL was on, um, tennis was going. Mm-hmm. Like um, I think got they golf, had you got golf, hockey, going hockey. On. Yeah. Like, it was just like the first time all of the sports converged, bro. I promise you, like I. I think I, I there's only been two moments in my life I've shed tears of joy, um, and that was when my son was born, and this past day when all the sports converged. <laughs> I was just in my car on the on the ride home. I was just like, thank you, thank you, Lord, thank you. Like they're all here, <laughs> right? So man, I'm just, I'm super excited to get back in football season. Even though uh, you and I talked about how our teams took some L's very early on. Again, this is not a sports podcast. Um, but, but we are sports so lovers. Lovers, and so it's going to come up. And so yes. um, that soured my mood just a little bit. But outside of that, man, everything was good, man. We just you know came back from Orlando. Um, we spent um, I, we spent time. So we had uh, you know family that was throwing a birthday party um, <clears throat> for our youngest cousin Trey, who uh, just turned three. So it's fitting Trey turned three, um, mm-hmm. right? But. Um, I was going into it, to be honest with you, like full of uh, optimism and hope because like low key, I enjoy sometimes going to like the little like kid, you know, um, birthday party events and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like when it's like tramp- like trampolines, like airheads or something like that. I'm like, all right, bet I'm going to be jumping around. Uh-huh. I can go to the trampoline. I'm going to play dodgeball. Right. So uh, unbeknownst to me, the venue of choice was Monkey Joe's. And for those who do not have kids or do not know anything about Monkey Joe's, um, Monkey Joe's is strictly for children. Like mm-hmm. the like as soon as I like I'm I got so much energy when I drove down uh, or drove up to, to Orlando um, and I got the kids unpacked. Right. Walking. I'm pushing the stroller. Can't wait. Oh, there's a door. I right, bet we're going to go in here. Me and Gio going to have a blast. I'll spend some time with Linux. Right. We go in. I look up, I'm at the, the desk to check in, right? I'm giving my name, and while she's writing stuff down and getting ready to give us our bracelets, I just look at the sign behind her, and in big red letters, right at the bottom, it's like, no adults allowed on the equipment, like, at all. You can help your kids to the equipment, but no jumping uh, or anything like that. And instantly, I was deflated, and I knew it was going to be a long day. Especially because, like, um, I was talking to the missus about this. Like, the birthday party started at like five, mm-hmm. like five five p.m. Like, what three year old birthday party starts at five p.m. at night? Like, what is this boy ain't turning up in the club? Like, yeah, this is supposed to be what? afternoon, like twelve one o'clock. Yeah, everybody <laughs> knows like after five o'clock. That's adult time. So yeah. you like after five o'clock. So you set it for after five o'clock, and it's not even um, an adult activity that I can participate in. Right. So, like, I'm literally just sitting here held hostage in the Monkey Joes playing chaperone, uh, watching these boys run around, monitoring Gio to make sure he's wearing his mask. And um, Lennox keeps trying to escape from the toddler zone. Right. Um, so, so I'm sitting here playing <laughs> with him in the toddler zone and like he's like climbing up the slides and, you know, you know, throwing stuff around and stuff like that. And then he'll just take off a full sprint trying to leave the toddler zone and break free like jailbreak. I'm like, oh, I got to run him down. Right. Um, and so anyway. I spent I spent my weekend doing that and just kind of was like it's like I had so much hope and then I had like a little bit of a letdown. I was like, oh man, like I ain't even I ain't even get to you know bounce and do dodgeball or none of that. So none of that. Um, I've, I've but been there once. Sports saved it. Sports saved it. I hear you. I've been there once and like I don't I don't even think they had really good video games 
to play. Bro, like no. it was, yeah, it was all bad, no. all bad, all bad, all bad, all bad. Like the best thing they had going for them, they had some, um, they had some pretty good French fries, but they had French fries, but no ketchup. Like literally, so I ordered French fries, right? And like you would think that's something that they tell you just about the condiments and stuff like that, like the situation, like. But obviously they wanted to sell, so I'm asking for the French fries. <laughs> All right, cool. I'm sitting here waiting. All right, I leave. All right, we're gonna call you back, Anthony. Can you come? I come back. Right, I come back, and then like I'm waiting. She gives me my fries. I'm like, all right, bet. Ooh, I got fries. Right. I'm like, hey, you got any? Um, she's like, I'm sorry, we don't have any ketchup. Like, I didn't even get to finish asking. Like, like, you nope. knew, you knew <laughs> I was gonna want ketchup, and you had no clue. No, she's like, no, we don't. She's like, but um we got some other sauces like I can give you instead like to offset it like do you want like ranch blue cheese honey mustard barbecue sauce um sweet Thai chili right because it was like for their wings right so I'm like I'm annoyed because none of those are like close to to ketchup I'm like man give me the sweet Thai chili and so I ate my french fries and the sweet Thai chili and um, that was fun so that was pretty good but yeah outside of that it was pretty disappointing but that was my weekend man how was your weekend man uh, the weekend was good. Um, I did not, even though I was very happy, I did not shed any tears of joy. But my my moment was um, watching the first, I think this was on Sunday. Um, I definitely watched my Irish play on Saturday. Um, I can't remember. But all I remember is I'm sitting there watching the football. My wife was around. And um, it's just one of those plays where like the running back is, you know, they kind of hit the hole, they make it past the defensive line. And you kind of see them going into a pile and all of a sudden, like you just see him completely. No, no, he didn't break. He completely stopped and went backwards. What? And like the hit was just, it was just tremendous. And I'm like, yes, that's football. <laughs> and I just took like this deep breath. I'm like, oh, and I had a smile on my face and she just turned around. She looked at me. I'm like, Mm-hmm. Yeah, things are good. I, I, exactly, <laughs> things are good. Things are good. So, uh, very happy uh, that football is back, uh, and yeah, excited to see. You know, obviously everything is just a little weird right now with uh, everything that's going on. But it'll be interesting mm-hmm. to see how the season plays out in college and in NFL. So, um, so yeah. And besides yeah. that, yeah, the season was good. Oh, the season, the weekend was good. Um, yeah, had some positive things going on. Uh, I told you earlier, church was good. You know, we got the the new chapel that we've opened up. So, like I said, that's been lit. Um, and, uh, yeah, so a good weekend overall. And then getting ready for this weekend, my mother-in-law is coming to town. Uh, nice. Shout out to Judy. I don't think she listens to the podcast, but she's, we gonna she, shout out she, anyway. yeah, she's a fan. She's a fan anyway. Um, and, yeah, my mother-in-law is turning 75, bro. So uh, Blessing, bro. Yeah, absolutely. So she's going to be here and spend like a week with us. Um, so, yeah, excited about that and helping her. You on cooking or anything like that? Uh, I'm sure we will. I know we're, we're going to take her out. She wants to go to uh, Santiago Bodega, yeah. uh, where Christian works. Uh, so we'll take her out there for her birthday. And, I mean, she loves to cook. So I'm sure she'll be cooking, and I'm sure we'll we'll do some cooking as well, probably do some more barbecuing. Mm. and stuff like that so yeah so looking forward to the weekend man and more football so yes, sir. and we're getting further along in the nba playoffs so that's pretty good too uh but again this is not a sports podcast so no it's not this is not a <laughs> I, sports I, podcast. I, I digress there but it kind of is somewhat um wrapped up in yeah, in know. leadership leadership support <laughs> i don't know you guys find figure it out that works <laughs> <laughs> leadership support i don't know whatever uh so, but I think we are, you know, I say I think we are excited about uh, the next few episodes uh, and leading up to the next uh, 
NBA session, but you know, I'm not trying to move on too fast because the last one that we just had was pretty fire mm-hmm. uh, with Dave Perez. We've been getting a lot of great feedback over the last Absolutely. last week, last few days. Um, so again, you know, just some good momentum and, and even some of the things that we're going to touch upon today uh, will will connect to that last conversation uh, and again continue to to build you know on this this path that we've been on. So we're going to be talking today, guys, about employee engagement behaviors and really three specific uh, tenets of that. So culture, organizational behavior, and employee development. Um, and then, you know, how do we make sure that we're recognizing the value of employees, uh, prioritizing their development, because that's important, um, and not just career development, but skill development, knowledge development. And then how do we, you know, we talked about in, in past episodes about empowerment and the, you know, the four P's of, of the recipe to empowerment, but how do we empower them to solve problems you know, yep. as we go through this? So um, we're going to start off with, uh, with culture. And, you know, one of the things that uh, that you had mentioned to me, I think might be a good place to start is that when you think about culture itself, it's the people and it's the leaders that truly make up the culture, regardless the core values, kind of the mission statement. Those things are important, but it's really the people and the leaders that make up the culture. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I I think you're right. It is important to start there because I think the thing we're really trying to, you know, we want to drive home as we have these discussions, uh, you know, with our legacy leaders is uh, what are some of the foundational um, foundational tenets that you have to deliver on um, as a leader um, when it comes to driving engagement? Mm-hmm. And so it absolutely does start with culture. And I think oftentimes, uh, especially with I wouldn't even say just new leaders, I think, you know, just leaders in general, because I've seen people from you know varying degrees of their leadership walk have this thought process, right? Um, as, especially if they're coming into an organization for the first time, which is the culture, like the culture is already established. The culture exists, right? And um, I just got to come in. I got to learn the pillars or the circles or the you know uh, whatever you know thematic scheme they have. Um, around, you know, these cultural values or cultural beliefs. I got to know those things. And then I got to make sure that I say them in the meetings. And, um, you know, um, I got to make sure that I use the, the, the verbiage and, you know, um, and then that's how we get the keep the culture going. And that is the furthest thing from the truth. Like the furthest thing from the truth. I think the first thing it starts with when you're talking about culture, um, and you talked about like the leaders really being the ones to establish that um, is, you have to understand that when people are joining an organization or deciding to continue to, to, to stay in an organization and, and they're making the decision around, is this something that I can do long term? Mm-hmm. Um, right. Is this something that I want to set up roots and grow? Is this something that I'm excited about? I'm on fire about. I want to be a part of. Um, it really comes down to the fact that loyalty, loyalty for your employees is uh, is really to uh, a leader. It's not to the logo. You know, mm-hmm. loyalty is to the leader and not to the logo. And so your culture is only going to be one as good if you've outlined these values or these beliefs, these tenets. It's only going to be as good as your leader's desire to really embody them, uphold them and, um, you know, live by them. All right. So that's first and foremost. Um, I think the other thing that's important is you can have you can work for an organization that has a clearly defined mission and vision and all of that good stuff. Right. Um, but the culture can vary from um, department to department to department, site to site, 
they can be housed in the exact same building and the cultures be so disparate, right? And just different because the leaders are different. Mm -hmm. And so I think there's a, there's a, an accountability or ownership on you as a leader and whether you're, you know, developing leaders or setting expectations with your, your entry level leaders or new leaders to your organization, there's an accountability or ownership for them to understand just how much responsibility they have to be a good steward of the culture. The culture is you. The culture mm -hmm. is, is what you bring to the table. The culture is how you carry yourself. It's how you conduct your business. It's, how, it's what you value. It's how you treat people. You are the culture. Regardless of what are in these walls and what, is, what has existed before you, you're the culture, right? You are the culture. And so I think when people come to grips with that, then the culture becomes more of a, a tangible thing as, as instead of a, a transient type mm -hmm. thing right because i think sometimes we just feel like okay i come into the organization whatever the culture is i need to adopt to and then if i move to another organization well, i'm going to adopt to that culture not realizing that really you as a leader you carry you carry the culture with you everywhere you go right you carry the culture with you everywhere you go the tenants may change the pillars may change all that good stuff but really you're the you're the um you're the tone setter the litmus test whatever you want to call it you're the person that is establishing that culture and so you have an obligation to uphold those things mm -hmm. um, and, to, and to take that with uh, a certain level of seriousness. Um. Yeah, you mentioned, you know, that it's not about the logo, it's the loyalty really is to the leader itself. And, you know, that had me thinking about the saying that, you know, people don't necessarily leave the company, they leave the manager, right? They leave the leader. Um, mm -hmm. And when you say that, that just really makes the point on how how important it is for the leader to recognize the things that you just mentioned, that it really is about how they conduct themselves, how how they see the culture and how they are investing in continuing to to nurture, to create the, the culture that exists. Um, Absolutely. And we'll talk a little bit about mission and, and vision and stuff like that, because those things are important. But to your point, if if you're just doing it just to do it, and like you said, and we've been there, right? Every meeting we come in, we're going to say these things, or we're going to ask these questions, and we're going to give recognition because it's part of our culture. Um, it could just get a little tiresome, especially if you know that even though, you know, people are trying, it's just not real to folks yeah. and they don't necessarily believe in it. Well, and I think, yeah, to your point, not only are people trying, right, but um, if it's and we've talked about this so many times in different uh, episodes, but if it's if it's not if it's an afterthought, then it's not done intentionally. Exactly. And if it's not done intentionally, then you're not really you're not really shaping and driving and molding the culture, right? Really your culture is running away with itself, right? Mm -hmm. It's whatever whatever the culture is because of what we allowed and what we embody. And then we are trying to find nuggets in that existing culture to say, oh, hey, this, this actually fits to what we said the values are, right? This one thing that just happened, like, oh, that I just remembered. Yeah, this is what fits to the values that we were talking about, right? But if you're really doing it intentionally, um, it's not an afterthought. Mm -hmm. It's not, you're not just going through the motions. It's not um, something that you have to be reminded of. And, and um, I, I do want to start by, or I do want to uh, stop and just kind of share that, you know, the examples we're providing and the things that we're talking about or the examples we're, we're sharing are because, you know, I've reflected and I've been guilty of these things myself, right? When there's, oh, okay, what are the, the, the pillars again? Oh yeah, we got, we're supposed to start meetings this way, mm -hmm. right? We're supposed to say, hey, um, you know, um, does anybody have a recognition story that they want to tell? And so it does. It comes across a, a, 
like you said, a bit disingenuous because it's always in hindsight. Yeah. And not necessarily intentional. And I think that's one of the things that if you've been listening to us for a while um, that if we continue to try and harp on from a leadership perspective, the importance of intent, mm -hmm. the importance of being intentional as a leader, um, doing things with a purpose, purposeful leadership, um, you know, all of those things are important. You can't cultivate a culture absent of intent and being purposeful, right? Um, and, you know, I think, you know, kind of coming off of our last series where we really started to get into, um, you know, interviewing and hiring decisions and building a team and building a talent, um, I think that actually contributes to the culture, the culture mm -hmm. formation too. Um, you know, if you're doing it right, um, you know, a leader who, who's intentional about, you know, bringing on, you know, strong talent and you know, developing a strong culture is going to have an affinity for bringing the best talent to the organization possible and not being intimidated or afraid of bringing on a strong leader, another strong leader. Right. Um, and uh, I, I just think that, you know, when you think back to the interview process or the hiring process, that also sends a message to folks about the culture. Right. About the culture. If I'm going to go out of my way to hire uh, individuals that I feel are um, not a threat to maybe what my personal aspirations are mm -hmm. or a threat to my authority or my skill set. Well, then what culture am I establishing? I'm establishing a culture that says I don't value transparency. I don't value individuality. I don't value uh, you know, uh, creativity or innovation. I'm, my culture is I need a bunch of people who are afraid of me and are yes people, right? Um, and so you will see that started to like reflect it back at you mm -hmm. off of something as simple as your hiring decisions, yeah. right? And, and how you decide who do you put in positions of power and yet you, that you empower. Um, and I think, I, again, I, I just think that's critically important, um, you know, is again, being purposeful, being intentional. Um, and then also, you know, the hiring decisions that you make contributing to that culture. Um, again, we're not at the, um, you know, we're not at the, the mercy of the culture that has already existed or, um, again, the the organizational tenets and, you know, themes that, you know, get sent out via uh, email and PowerPoint. Like, that's not the culture. That's not culture. Even if there was a really good video made to talk about <laughs> the culture and the values. With some awesome stars make, in yeah, there. You, uh, you did make a great you did make a great video. Well I was just I was just talking in that one. I didn't like do the video myself, but uh But there's you know. been other videos you've been part of too. Yeah, but, uh, I mean you know, absolutely. definitely I mean, you know, um you and I have done some really good work uh previously. Um you know, focusing on the culture and and helping employee engage by really focusing on the culture and values and, and mission and stuff like that. So yeah, I just uh, think that's where it ends up falling short to some ex some extent. I know yeah. I've, we've been draining this topic, but um, I'd be remiss if I just didn't mention this. I think where where it comes up short sometimes is that sometimes as leaders we make the mistake, and this is actually something I'm really proud of that you and I were able to, able to do in our time together, but. Um, so, you know, I think a lot of times as leaders, we make the mistake of dictating what the culture is mm -hmm. and pushing it top down and just saying, all right, guys, this is what we're about and this is what we believe in. Right. And uh, the people that are receiving the message all the way down, they're like, oh, we do <laughs> like, oh, that's what we believe in. Like, oh, I didn't contribute to this at all. Right. Um, 
And so that's where you lose the intent because I'm not, I was never vested, right? Mm -hmm. I was never vested in formulating that. I never had to say so. This is something that you told me I, I believed in, uh, I believe in and I have to adhere to. So it becomes more of a mandate. And then that's when you get the afterthought and that's when you get people, um, you know, trying to find the pockets in the culture that really exists that aligns with the culture that's supposed to exist. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's why, uh, again, I was really proud of the work that we were able to do together um, you know, over the past couple of years uh, where we went the other route and we said, well, you know, we got the leaders together. Like, what is our culture? What's important? What is it? And then mm -hmm. got agents together. Mm -hmm. And we said, we did, you know, you know, feedback sessions. Like, what is our culture? What does it mean? What does it mean? What is, what does it mean to work for this organization? What do you think are the things that are important that you value? What do you appreciate about this environment? What are the things that you don't appreciate about this environment? And we use that to formulate the, the culture to, to honestly to bring the news back to the, the, the business that says, hey, we talk to folks, we talk to, to the leaders, we talk to the agents, the people who are doing this stuff every single day, and this is what you guys said our culture is. Mm -hmm. So let's put it in a theme. <laughs> right. Let's take what you've already established the culture is and let's just put it in a theme and then um, advertise that and market our culture because we do have something special that's going on here. And if we want to attract more like minded individuals, we got to go out and we got to tell the good news. Exactly. We got to tell the good news about what we're actually doing, because I think that's the, the last thing I'll say is when it's not intentional, it's not purposeful and people don't have a say in formulating the culture and it's just you know top down and I got to adhere to this. What happens is you end up going to market as this is our culture right and you know people find out about it or they're sitting in the interview uh in hr or in the interview and they're looking at the wall and they see all these things you stand for maybe they end up you know uh, joining the organization and then they get out in front of the people doing the work and they're like oh this ain't like i this doesn't match what was on the the wall yeah like this is not the culture <laughs> right? oh there's a there's actually another this this is the real culture and had I known this, maybe I would have made some different decisions, <clears throat> right? Um, and so I just think that's that's important um, is being purposeful, being intentional, um, you know, allowing um, your team, allowing your leaders and your um, your agents, you know, the people who are actually contributing to the culture to have a say in defining what the culture is. What is this thing that we're doing? Um, and then from there, marketing that effectively and upholding it as a leader. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about employee engagement and, you know, for those one, we we invested time. It really took us probably about um, five months and just to give a little bit more specifics. Um, you know, not that it was just the two of us. Uh, but I think we were really driving this this mission that we were on to work with the team, with the leaders, with the frontline folks to create the mission uh, statement for the you know the group that we were working in, the call center that we were working in. Um, and and put in you know and really invested a lot of calories and and being patient through that process but a large part of that because the other portion of that which we're going to get into was we were going through um training sessions and developing the managers and really having them focus on their leadership and who are they and how do they fit into this culture and all of those activities that we were doing and and this path that we were walking people down it it helped them to be engaged in what we were doing and they felt like there was a purpose to what we were doing they felt like they were valued because they were all uh, highly uh, or high contributors to what we were doing and the end result um, and again when you when you when you're in a culture and you feel like 
my role has purpose this this business and what we're doing has purpose you know whether that's in the community or in the world depending on the company that you work for um that just makes you feel good and when you feel like there's value in the work that you're doing and the leaders value you um then you know that's that's the type of culture that you you'll see people thriving in um and within that you know, making sure that there's trust there and, and to build trust is that there's transparency. So when you have all of those things going on, again, it just it just makes it easy to to work, to have fun, to be mm -hmm. focused, to to want to do even more work um, and and then having fun in in celebrating the success of what we're accomplishing Absolutely. in ways that are like super meaningful to people. Absolutely. Um, and the, I was the last thing I'll say about it uh, before we transition to the next topic, because I think the other thing that it's hard for leaders and organizations sometimes to wrap their mind around when you're talking about this, like you're saying, okay, it took us a five month process and we really invested in their training. And when we say invested, like a legitimate investment, like there were, um, you know, I approved uh, Saturday training sessions so that mm -hmm. we weren't taking people away from the, the day to day grind, which meant that for every single leader, we had about 20, 25, 30 heads. Um, and I think the bulk of them actually outside of our senior leaders, you know, so about 20, 25 or so, um, you know, were hourly. So approved overtime, right? Like mm -hmm. it's a legit investment, right? We over invested that time in, in lunch, you know, so there was, you know, uh, monetary investment as investment, well. There was time right. investment. Yeah. Um, but so when you talk about that, I think it's hard for sometimes for organizations or leaders to wrap their mind around, well, what is going to be my ROI? What's going to be my return on investment, right? Like these things are all kind of like, they're, you know, they're intangible. There's kind of like, you know, some fluff ideas, right? Like, yeah, now how is this really delivering results? And I'm happy to say, um, I'm a firm believer that um, <clears throat> the work that we did, uh, the work that we were doing around driving the engagement of our leaders, bringing them into the fold, investing in them, defining the culture for the organization, talking directly to the people, um, you know, uh, have, having them define what it is that that makes us that special. What is that special sauce that we possess? What makes us us? Uh, using that to align them to the broader vision for the organization. Uh, if you recall, um, that was also during the time period where, for the first time in the history uh, of the uh, contact center, we broke the bonus plan. Mm hmm. We broke the bonus plan, and just so you guys I know, do the, remember the bonus plan. <laughs> <laughs> the bonus, the bonus plan. Um, just for additional clarity, the bonus plan is tied was tied to the the profit margin for the business, right? It was tied to profitability, and so for the first time um, in you know the time that I was you know that I was there, you know um, uh, as a department leader and working my way up, right? Um, for the first time for all of those leaders, honestly. It was the first time that we we hit 200 percent payout. Right. So when you talk about what is the ROI, well, we were only our bonus was tied to the profitability of the, co the company. Right. With accelerated targets in order to get a multiplier on the payout. Um, and so when you talk about what did we contribute to the results, we contribute enough to get 200 percent payout on the bonus plan mm -hmm. by focusing on the fluff as some people will call it right um but that just shows you the real the real impact and the value of that type of work and effort uh, and we've mentioned this before you know in, in business it's not about the the products itself it's you know the business is really about the people so when you invest mm -hmm. in the people um, they'll invest back they'll invest back and, and you'll see it in, in ways that 
that do show up on the bottom line uh, and on a spreadsheet somewhere and, and sometimes don't, but there there is always that that residual effect. So, um, so the culture is important. Again, it's not just about the culture that's provided from the organization, but also realizing that it's the people and the leaders that make up that culture. Um, and if you missed the episode, we have one called uh, culture, culture each, each strategy. Each strategy, exactly. So <laughs> it's important that you're working to to foster a very fertile and positive culture so that when you start talking about strategy and trying to implement tactics, you have a really, really good shot at doing that because you have a culture that will foster the acceptance of those things and the desire and the competency and skill sets to, to go ahead and implement those new strategies. So boom, culture was number one. Uh, the second one is organizational behavior. Yeah, so kind of you know, picking up where I left off, right? Because um, we talked about the, the tangible results of focusing mm -hmm. on, on culture. Um, <clears throat> I think in addition to not just, you know, kind of the culture tenets, right? Foundationally, as a leader, it's important that we uphold the standards around the behaviors of our culture or of our, of our organization, the success of our organization. And so, um, you know, when you think about organizational behavior, you know, what we're talking about is, how effective are we at tying back, um, tying back roles, responsibilities, um, goals, and aligning that with the organizational um, mm -hmm. goals of the org of the company of the of the of the business? And then, how do we ensure that people's strengths are aligned um, as such? Right. Um, and you know, you and I were kind of talking about this. You know, how I how I process that is. <clears throat> you have to have um you have to be pursuing excellence right from a results perspective mm -hmm. um as much as it's fun to go into an environment where you can you know you can laugh you can joke you can kiki you get camaraderie you're getting development somebody's having conversations with you about how you can advance all the other stuff right that stuff is extremely attractive but um it will get old very quickly if you're not putting w's on the board Right. If you're not putting W's on the board, um, because people naturally they want to be in, associated with something that's successful. Mm -hmm. Right. They want to be they want to contribute to a to an organization or to a team that is winning. Right. And in some ways, it's funny because it's cyclical. Right. That the strong a strong culture and a, a strong emphasis on culture will feed the, the results. Mm -hmm. Right. Can drive the results. And then strong results can reinforce the culture, right? But if you don't have strong results, at some point people start saying, well, do we have the right culture? Mm -hmm. Like, is this the right fit, right? Like, you know, um, think about, again, all of the, the, the companies or the organizations, sports organizations, whatever you want to use that, that are successful, right? Um, whether it's uh, Disney, haha, I see y'all thought I was going to use a sports analogy, but I didn't do it, even though I thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> but think about Disney, right? Um, Disney has a a a reputation. They have a culture that they're known for, right? Um, making magic happen. But understand that the reason why Disney is a gold standard is because the results are exceptional. Mm -hmm. Disney is a, a hundred, you know, a hundred billion dollar company. All right. There is no other theme park that can compete with their level of excellence. Probably, you can argue no other entertainment exactly. or media conglomerate exactly. that can compete with their level of loyalty, excellence, and how they do things, right? We were just talking about uh, the fact that um, 
uh, for next year, we booked a, a family trip on a Disney cruise, mm -hmm. all right? And just like, oh, you know, they say Disney is supposed to, you know, this is the best cruise experience you can get. And like, without even really digging into the facts, just like, we both just kind of accept that, yeah, Disney don't play, right? Because their, their culture has mm -hmm. that type of reputation. But understand that if they weren't producing strong results, that culture wouldn't be reinforced or validated. So how do you draw? How do you drive that parallel in your organization as a leader? Right? You can be um, transparent and people oriented and all that good stuff, right? But if we're also not contributing to success and strong results, that culture is then not reinforced. Though know, people start to question that culture. Um, and I actually, I had a leader that I was talking to that uh, it really uh, it put me into uh, put into perspective or resonated with me. You know, kind of some of these thoughts that I've that I've been mulling over in preparation for this meeting or for this pod, right? When um, he was sharing with me his just his 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 journey, his career journey, mm -hmm. um, and he was saying, you know, um, I knew like he had to make a career decision at one point. There was a, a company that was um, pursuing him. I'll use the names, right? So Amazon was reaching out to to pursue him and it's like, hey. Um, we really want you to join, you know, Amazon, help us out. We're, you know, doing X, Y, Z. We really want to grow this exponentially. Um, you know, there have been people that worked for him, worked with him, um, and his current company, his current employee, he was with eBay at the time. He had joined eBay, like, right before eBay popped, right? Mm -hmm. And then eBay, you know, popped and became eBay um, in the 90s and um, all the, the unmitigated success that they had. But then they started to peter off mm -hmm. right they started to peter off and then there was this you know scrappy upstart amazon and what is this all about and now they're competing in the same space because you really think about it at, at one point or there this may be news to people or not but like ebay and amazon they were competing in the exact same space i mean amazon was on the ups upswing so um they were trying to take market share from ebay and ebay had already been the preeminent player in terms of online retailing mm -hmm. um and um you know allowing people to to purchase right um and you know he was going back and forth with the idea and he was like nah i think i'm good where i'm at until he had one experience that really solidified for him the need to move on and it was he walked into a um, you know to a break room right at one of the sites, um, and you know there were leaders that were up against the walls like we've all seen the classic potluck scene and you know, whatever right and so um, they had these cupcakes right so they had a bunch of cupcakes out that they were handing out they were doing like a celebration there was balloons and all that stuff right and so he's walking up he's like oh you know just you know kind of chopping it up like hey what are we celebrating. Right, like, is it um, you know, site anniversary or somebody's anniversary? Or because, um, like, we've been here for longer than like uh, uh, you know four years, but I'm seeing that there's these number fours on the cupcakes. Like, what are we celebrating, right? And um, the the site leader, you know, at the time was like, oh, um, you know, we're celebrating because you know the company, like, we just ranked fourth out of um, all the other companies in the industry in customer satisfaction. We were celebrating rating fourth. And he said in that moment, he was like, oh, I need to leave. Yeah. Right. Because now the results, the results didn't one, the results nobody was satisfied with. But then to celebrate the results was to reinforce this expectation as a part of the culture. Mm -hmm. Right. And I don't want to be a part of a culture where fourth is acceptable. Yeah. And I don't want to be a part of an organization where we measure winning as we we finished fourth we finished behind three other people in most competitions there's only like three spots on a podium anyway and you're yeah. talking about fourth 
And like, are you going to celebrate, like, standing next to the guy that's in third place? <laughs> like, who do, like, how awkward would that be at the Olympics if Brad just, like, walked up, like, yeah, man, we did it, we gave him hell. Like, bro, you're not even on the podium, you're on the grass. Oh, yeah, I know, but it was just, you know, I just want to thank everybody. Like, Fourth this is place. phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to... I can't. Yeah, I'm really. I'm going to Disney after this. I'm going to Disney World. Like Disney's not even going to let you in, bro. You can't. You got to pay the ticket. We're not letting you in for free. Now nah, you're fourth place. You pay the ticket, and we may give you an upcharge because you're celebrating that. Um, but that's why it's important when you think about like the organizational behaviors, right? Mm -hmm. um, you still have to be in pursuit of excellence, and you have to define what that looks like. And the only way that you can do that is by aligning people's goals and their strengths to the broader goals of the organization. We have to steward that. And so um, I think it's important to stress that foundationally, especially for new leaders, because essentially what I guess what I'm getting at is you can't just be a cheerleader. Yeah. You can't just be satisfied with, you know, giving people high fives and making them feel good. And we gave it the old college try. Right. Because at some point, uh, while people will appreciate you as an individual, they'll appreciate your leadership teams and their in unique personalities the the impact and effectiveness of your ability to influence people will wane because they're looking at results. Why would I want to continue to listen or follow somebody who um, cannot produce success? Why would I want to be associated with that? Mm -hmm. it's the, and, it, and it doesn't matter at what level of leadership you're at, people will, will feel this way. It doesn't matter where you're at in your career people will feel this way it doesn't matter what their motivations are even if they have no aspirations of trying to grow they will still feel this way it is the same reason why you have athletes that will turn down multi-million dollar contracts to losing organizations to take lower contracts mm -hmm. right less money for a organization that has a culture of winning and excellence because damn it the money don't hit the same when i'm always losing yeah right the <laughs> the personal success doesn't hit the same when uh, i am always losing nobody wants to be the best of the worst yeah period exactly. right and so um as a as a leader we have an obligation to also hold that up um, when we're talking about driving engagement um it's not just that culture and making sure that people um you know are uh, clear about the kind of the, the mission and the vision and what we hold um, true to, but also that we are in constant pursuit of excellence and aligning those things. And again, if you're doing it right, the culture will feed the results. The results will reinforce the culture, and you got that thing humming um, mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah, one other thing that you know that I wanted to mention too is because I you know there's specific moments in time where I just think that we, you know, we, not just you and myself, but the other leaders within our group, like we just really did a good job. And when you talk about transparency and building trust in folks is, you know, how do you, how do you respond in pressure situations? And are you demonstrating composure in those situations? Um, I just, you know, I think about my wife because, I mean, you know, Stacy to, to the extent that she's just very cool, calm and collective. Mm -hmm. And I see things that, you know, as any family or marriage that you go through and, and just how she she remains in that state and just has that composure. Um, man, and I think about, you know, we've been through uh, going through a bankruptcy, you know, with the company that we worked with. And probably one of the hardest 
you know, moments and times that we've been through and the conversations that we had to have with people and how as a leadership, like you had to to maintain your composure to to be able to continue to inspire and provide hope in people. And like you said, knowing that we at no time do we accept mediocrity, but definitely like we have to win, like we have to continue to fight and make it through this. Um, And when you show your team that um, again, you're composed in a situation that you have you have a plan uh, that you're willing to implement and, and you have a, a good handle on things. Um, again, that just continues to build trust within within the team itself. Um, the other situation I think about. Um, so you mentioned, you know, in making investments in time and, you know, being there on a Saturday. And I remember, you know, getting together as a team and realizing that, um you know, we have classes that we need to fill and we have spots that we need to fill. And uh, as a leadership team and as a training team and as an HR recruiting team, we put this strategy together and we're preparing for this Saturday to have this big job fair. Uh, And we were going to have, I think, you know, one of the buses from another company to make sure like the drug testing was was done on that same day. And um, I can't remember if that was a specific one where we were even doing some some advertising like on radio, whatever. But, you know, everything was leading up to that day right and mm-hmm. um you know we had a pretty good turnout and you know the weather just wasn't the best um <laughs> and and it starts you know it starts raining but then as you know for our folks in florida and uh, central florida you just know kind of the the torrential downpour that can start at times and um so long story short you know we had people uh in cars doing tests and, and it, we Man, the the place it was just water coming through the roof. We had like tiles falling. It was just like one of the craziest scenes that you can ever see. Um, and when you talk about leadership, I wasn't there for this particular park. I think I had a rebounds, but <laughs> <laughs> but I definitely heard the story of of you, you know, like jumping on desk and um, getting buckets and, and covering up computers and making sure that the equipment wasn't damaged. Um, you know, so one, it's it's the behavior that you exhibit as a leader to to make quick decisions and to put yourself out there um but again and all of us did this you know and, and mm-hmm. shout out to, to ricky he's going to be our next guest on the fourth installment of the nba series um ricky baez um, but everybody just remained calm in that situation, especially, again, when we're trying to make a good impression on, on candidates that we're trying to interview and hopefully have us join the team. Uh, but it's important, I think, you know, looking back on those situations, like, well, it, it definitely wasn't a good situation um, mm-hmm. just because of the damage and stuff that we had to deal with after that. Uh, but we were, I think, very happy and proud and rightly so of, of how everybody from a leadership perspective really conducted themselves in that time. Um and people watch that, you know, frontline agents watch that, a candidate coming in to potentially like, is this the place I want to work at? What type of culture do they have? What type of behaviors does the organization uh, exhibit? Knowing that they have people that are willing to do whatever, especially kind of in, in a crisis situation, but remember, keeping that composure, like that, that sells itself, man. No, absolutely. Honestly, I, I look back to that moment um, as one of the reasons why we've been able to be, you know, we were able to be so successful in those periods of uncertainty. Mm-hmm. Um, excuse me, later on in the organization. Um, and, you know, it was literally a situation where we had the, the, the building falling down around us. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, um, 
and again yeah i was on you know i was on cubicles and we're moving trash cans and we're covering up computers and we're moving people to areas where where there's no leaks but then you know it just continued to um you know uh you know accelerate and exacerbate and the next thing you know the um, you know, the, the power, you know, the power goes out and then now you have to, you know, exit the building because your fire alarm is going off and we still got candidates that were in the middle being interviewed. Ricky's getting his uh, HR team to do interviews in their car to fi uh, finish up. And, um, you know, uh, you know, I'm, you know, we made the decision. We finally, you know, pulled the, pulled the plug and decided, Hey, we need to let everybody go. Like there's, there's, yeah. there's it's not a safe environment. And, you know, I'm going back in the building in the dark, trying to find people's purses cause they left it and left in a hurry. And so I'm going, okay, what did your purse look like? Where were you sitting at? Okay, cool. You know, walking and grabbing purses. And then after all of that to have to stay, to get, to get the damage remediated. And mm -hmm. that happened on a Saturday and um i think the proudest part of that story is that the building opened up and was operational the very next day on a sunday yeah when everything fell down around us and so i think to your point people look to that and they say well okay th that's the metal of this leadership team like they're going to prioritize me they're going to make sure that um you know um you know they're thinking of me first and everything that they do because we didn't want to pull the plug on people being able to earn money mm -hmm. right um and then at some point we had to prioritize like no your safety is more important than any of this other stuff there's not a redundancy plan we don't have another site that we can send to but we need to shut all this down right and then how do we get the building back operational and the environment back safe um, and as quick as possible for us, like next day had to be the option because this is all their folks livelihood, right? Mm -hmm. Like they have to eat. Um, and, um, I think people looked at that and we earned a lot of credit so that when all the other things uncertain that came up later on down yeah. the years were uncertain, it was like, uh, I already know that they're going to take care of us. So they have our interest in heart. Cause like the building, I, I saw how they responded when the building was literally falling down around us. This is not that like they got this. Yeah. Um, so yeah, man, really, yeah, good call out. It's a it's an awesome memory and story uh, when you're removed from it. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't awesome in, it, in the moment, yeah. Oh no, I'm I promise you, I'm gonna I'm gonna look because I'm pretty sure like I have um I'm pretty sure like I have like uh, pictures and uh, video. Um, if that's the case, I'm gonna shoot it to you. And maybe we can include it in the yeah uh, the podcast episodes so people just see the real of um, how that situation looked. Uh, you know, post. Uh, post exiting the building it was bad 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 it really it really was it really was but again that that speaks to um just organizational behavior and demonstrating composure uh, so we touched upon culture organizational behavior uh the last tenant that we're going to speak about in regards to employee engagement is employee development um something that we're both super passionate about uh, i think we're passionate about all these things but you know that's that's where the coaching really comes in and um coaching and training and learning and development and you know opportunities to get in front of people and just kind of run your mouth and stuff like that uh in training sessions but it's it's super important to to invest in your people right and, and we talked about earlier about return on investment um what type of return are you going to get um in the time and, and calories that you invest in your people and not and you mentioned before that you know when we talk about developmental conversations like every conversation you have with your team members should really be a developmental conversation and i think depending on where they're at in in their career you know they may be thinking 
you know, I want these conversations to be about career development and how can I continue to to move up and progress, um, which are definitely important conversations to have. Mm-hmm. Uh, but how how do we also just kind of on a a normal you know monthly um, official kind of monthly review, you know, how do you help them to develop skills even in those conversations? by talking about what their goals are you know what what are we trying to hit at the end of this month and then how do we reverse engineer the steps that you're going to need to take to be able to hit that goal in the next four weeks or if we're looking at a quarter looking at over 90 days um even those things that's in itself is a skill you know some people are not um they're just not adept about you know how, how do i really recognize what the goal is and then how do i put an action plan together to help myself um, strategically go through the next, you know, four weeks or three months to hit that goal. Um, so all of those things should be, again, uh, all those conversations are really developmental conversations that you're having with your people. Um, and in doing so, it really does help when as a leader, you're engaging in those conversations on a consistent basis. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, we tended to have conversations maybe once a week, you know, with our leaders and our team members. Um, but at least having one is kind of that, again, that formal, um, you know, coaching conversation that you would have, uh, especially at the beginning of the month. Right. But those things should be um, engaging conversations. You should be looking to develop uh, their skills, their knowledge base, you know, within those conversations and, and in those moments uh, and make sure that, you know, when you're doing so, the feedback is on point. The feedback that you're providing them is specific. It's mm-hmm. detailed in the things that that you expect and it's specific and detailed in maybe observations you made on things that you would like to see them work on so that there's acceptance of that, there's an understanding of those things, and then they have a good idea of the steps that they need to take uh, moving forward. So engaging in these conversations, developing your, your direct reports, making sure that you're, you're providing really good feedback and that you're getting feedback from them mm-hmm. on the interactions because we don't always have it all figured out, right? So how do I make sure that I'm doing right by this person and I'm not just going in there? Like we talked about culture, right? Like it's just something that I'm doing because I have to do it and I'm not being intentional about the conversation and this interaction that I'm going to have with, with my team member. Mm, yeah. There, there's that word again, mama, there's that word again, intentional, mm-hmm, right? intentional. Um, I think the other thing too, that um, you kind of hit on or alluded to um, n- not only that these, you know, every discussion or every conversation, every interaction should, you know, you should be seeking it to be a development mm-hmm. conversation. Like somebody should get something from it. Yes. Right. Um, but also, I think, you know, when you're doing it right, when you talk about driving engagement, um, it is also about um, intent, right? Like, if it's coming from a place, right? So if you're having development conversations coming from a place of your own self-interest, mm-hmm. right? Um, and, you know, you're not really concerned necessarily about what somebody aspires to or what their next steps are, or what they want from themselves, right? But we're calling it development. This right um development is i got to convince you to apply for this role even though you want to be an individual contributor because if i get you in this leadership role then um, that'll open up this and then i can promote somebody else and then you know i'm when i move off to something else like if it's all rooted in some type of self-serving uh reason um then people one people feel that and, and you know people feel that in the interactions and then you undermine the entire employee development process and conversation right mm-hmm. it's, it's just cheapened um 
you know, um, I was sharing with you a recent experience I had um, where, you know, somebody that, you know, I've worked with in the past reached out to me um, out of the blue. Again, we've had no conversations, no interactions for like six, seven, eight months. Um, and then even prior to that, when we worked together, the interactions were always rooted in um, self-serving for them, right? Mm -hmm. What they could get from it. Um, and so I just, I, I peeped that, I felt that, I peeped it so I could feed them with a long spoon, right? Um, but just randomly out of the blue, right? You want to take interest uh, uh, in my career. Um, when you've moved on to something else, I've moved on to something else, and I already knew what time it was. I had no interest in really engaging in the conversation. And, you know, I kept, I made it very apparent. I was, you know, happy with where I'm at, right, to, to drive that person away. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, again, it's because I knew that it was, it was not genuine. Um, it, the intent was off. Um, and then I think about an example of where, you know, when the intention is coming from a place of, um, you know, truly, you know, looking out for what's in the best interest of the person that you're, you're leading and you're building the relationship with and you're developing. Um, you know, I can't, I can think of no better example than my experience, again, with our good friend Richard, right? And, um, you know, as we were going through the process and, you know, you guys, you know, our listeners have heard me kind of share, um, you know, over a pet, the, you know, past episodes uh, my experience with you know being furloughed and then you know finding it finding a new opportunity where I'm at um, but even in that period of uncertainty and like you know you know uh, getting ready to to figure out well what do I do am I waiting around um, so that you know when the business is in a better position they can bring me back right or you know do I make the decision to see what else is out there um, you know when he had the conversation with me um, while I knew what was in his interest, which was, hey, I didn't, you know, we want you back. Like, I want you back. I want you back tomorrow if I can bring you back tomorrow type situation um, for him to be able to say, look, my priority is making sure what's best for you and your family. I'm not you need to explore your options, explore what's out there. And um, when I called and gave him the news that I got the offer, I got an offer that I was going to accept and I was going to relocate my family and that um, you know, I was going to uh, officially resign from my pos my position um, so that they can pursue uh, backfilling. Um, again, I just remember the conversation vividly of like, man, I'm so happy for you. This is going to suck for me, <laughs> but I'm so happy. I'm yeah. so happy for you, you know, and I um, and again, that's the epitome going back to what, you, you know, you mentioned about culture and transparency, you know, uh, he's one of those individuals I hold up there in terms of that standard of like, that's the, the, the bar, the gold bar, the gold standard for, uh, transparency, uh, radical transparency. Um, but when he said it, I, I knew it, like it, yeah. I knew the, the intention was genuine. I knew it. I felt it. Like, so I, I knew when I was making that call and giving him the news, like I knew like, oh man, like. He's not going to be happy about this, but he's going to be ecstatic about this. And those two things can exist, right? Um, and I think it's important as a leader, you have to understand, uh, you know, like for me, when I when I approach the development conversations with my, with my team and, um, and I'm working on them, I do so. I engage in those conversations with the, the full intent of giving them every single tool that they need that they can go off and, and leave me and leave this organization and leave this role and be wildly successful. Mm -hmm. It's not what I want. I prefer to continue to work with them and to, to see them grow and to um, see them blossom and to see them continue to contribute to the organization at a high level and be a part of that story and have a front row seat to their success. But I, 
I go into the conversations, you know, at peace and with the intention of I have to give them everything that they they need to be successful, so that they have to make it, yeah, you know, they have to make a decision around, do I stay here or do I move on to something else? And the only reason they would make a decision to move on to something else is because they're ready. The opportunity doesn't exist where we're currently at, right? And this is a better the better move for them and their family. And in that situation, even then, I don't lose. Yeah. I win. You know, I I win because I played a hand in that, and to be able to like I did my job as a coach, as a, as um, you know, uh, as a leader, right? Um, you know, um, thinking about you know a sports analogy. I'm gonna sneak one in. I know I I did it with uh, the Disney, but I'm gonna sneak one in, right? But I think some of the the best coaches, especially at the college level, um, are the ones that. Um, develop their their players and they encourage their players when they're ready to move on mm -hmm. right like they're not trying to convince you to stay another year and oh, we got to give them another run at the championship and all that like if your stock is high if i've t taught you everything that you needed to, to to know and to learn and you're ready um and even if that may not necessarily align with where our organization is currently at and it may not benefit our organization to see you move on but if you're ready and it's what's best for you i encourage you to go right um you know i think about you know people like nick saban um you know um you know coach k um mm -hmm. you know and duke like um those type of leaders um and it's why they elicit the level of loyalty and why other talent you know uh, gravitates towards you know wanting to be a part of that organization right um i think that's the other thing um as well that we don't really think about but um the better you are at developing high caliber high potential highly effective highly competent highly successful highly skilled leaders in your organization there's going to be a, a portion the majority are going to stay with your organization and continue to grow and contribute at higher levels and different roles but even the ones that move on right they go out into the world, into the marketplace, and they tell the tale and tell the story about how they received this phenomenal development. Mm -hmm. And that just makes you an even more attractive landing spot for other candidates in the marketplace who yeah. want to be a part of something like that, who say, well, um, you know, damn, the only reason, that, you know, the only reason I'm still not, you know, I left her is because, you know, this place that I, you know, it was a, my first opportunity to, to run my own spot, right? Um, but I wouldn't have been prepared for this if I hadn't, you know, worked in this other place and got some great development. So what are other candidates and other, uh, you know, uh, potential high performing individuals thinking? They're like, well, damn, I want to be a part of that. Let me, you know, maybe I can get a similar experience or similar type of development. That's a part of their culture. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what drives the, uh, the engagement at the employee level. So, um, yeah, I think that's just that's um, extremely important is to make sure that it's done with the right intent. Uh, again, back to that word, it's done with the right intent. Um, of what's in the best interest of the person that you're you're leading and you're developing and not necessarily what is self-serving for you yeah if, if you want to really truly be a leader worth following there has to be just a, a a really strong level of humility and care for other people so to circle back to the convert the example that you made at the beginning we were talking about culture and the leader who is is looking to uh, develop people that maybe are not as smart, not as intelligent, don't have the same skill set. The, the type of culture that they're breeding is is one of fear, is one of self-preservation. And usually when you're in that mode, you're not looking to develop your people. So you're not intentional about the conversations that you're having. You're not intentional about how can I really help this person 
to get better at their particular job. And then even more than that, you know, when it when it really gets good, man, and, and meaningful and you, you spend time with people and there's longevity in that job and in those relationships, like you're developing relationships, you're developing people um, and not just the skill set that they have, but even having an opportunity to help somebody like just develop as a person. Um, and those things are, are, again, they're very meaningful, very special when you have, you know, those opportunities. Um, I remember one of the one of the, the greatest things that I've ever heard from a, a leader that I worked with. Um, you know, he he finally got to a point where he was moving on from the company that we worked with. And um, it's awesome to see him still like, I don't know, I guess it's been about 15 years or so. Um, but just where he's at, I believe he's with Toyota and like an executive and just doing well and his family and just how he's grown as a man. Right. Um, but the thing that he told me when he left is like, you didn't just help me grow as as a, as a leader or as an employee, like you helped me grow as a man. And like, that was just such a, a a meaningful and and profound statement to hear that. And then you also realize, man, like again, the true impact that you have on people's lives when you're talking about, you know, this thing of leadership and how you're working with people. So it's not just helping to develop people's skill sets, their knowledge base. It's helping them, uh, hopefully, you know, having an opportunity to develop them as people, mm -hmm. uh, depending on where they're at, you know, in, in their career, in their life. Um, all of that happens because there's transparency, like you mentioned with Richard, you know, very transparent in our conversations and the relationship that we have. Um, all of that happens when you're intentional because there is care. So you're thinking about the next conversation and how can I make sure that I'm prepared for that conversation and, and I'm thinking about maybe what they're going through and things that they've told me. How do I make sure that mentally they're in the right spot so that we can get some of this work done? But also, as we mentioned, is every conversation should be a developmental conversation and not just for that person. Like we're talking about learning and teaching. So as I'm going through that conversation, I'm also being intentional to see what else can I learn about them, about what's going on maybe in their life. Um, you know, what are their true desires and passions? And, you know, even if it's just say like, you know, yeah, I'm helping you develop, you know, kind of from a corporate setting, but what kind of personal development are you doing? Like what book have you read lately? What podcast have you listened to? You know, teach me something, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that we're adding value to each other in those conversations so that again, it's always a developmental conversation, but it's not always just one way. You know, right. It's two way that you're learning from, from each other. Um, and we should, you know, we should have that humility to recognize that, um, you know, th this person might be new in this leadership role, you know, and I've been doing this for 20 some odd years, but there's always something that you can learn from other people mm -hmm. as you're helping and teaching them and, and helping them along the way. Uh, so make sure that you're being intentional in your preparation, in the plans that you help your people to develop, uh, in the conversations that you're having, uh, and also intentional about what you can continue to learn from them in the process, because that shows transparency. I don't know it all. I don't have it all. But I'm also going to see what I can learn from you. And that continues to build trust in those relationships and with your employees. Um, and just make sure that, you know, the plans kind of from a tactical perspective that you put together, that they're truly meaningful, you know, for them uh, and that you're allowing them to to really help in the goal setting. And then in what that that plan should look like to allow them to hit that goal, that you're not just giving them everything because you want to make sure that they own it. They own the yep. plan. They own the goal. Uh, and they feel very confident and, again, passionate about, you know, um, 
just chasing after and doing the things that they need to do to hopefully find that success at the end of the month or at the end of the quarter. Um, well said, well said, well said. So yeah, man, employee engagement, um, three specific kind of tenets of that culture, organizational behavior, and, and then employee development. Um, three things that, again, are very important to building strong employee engagement, but within all of those realms, there's a couple of words, right? Being intentional about the culture, how you build that, about the behaviors that you exhibit, about how you develop your employees, and then the transparency that needs to be there in all of those different realms to ensure that you're really creating a, a place where and people are engaged, they feel the purpose, they feel the vision, uh, they, they not only want to come, like you mentioned earlier, come to work to have fun, but they want to come to work to do work, and that's fun for them. And winning is fun for them. And if we lose, because it happens from time to time, we learn from those things, we become stronger for it, and we continue to move forward uh, and and move forward in success and doing what we need to do with excellence uh, every single time. Mm-hmm. Any other last words? No, um, I think, you know, we did a good job of just kind of, um, you know, draining these topics. And obviously, like, um, the one thing I will say is that these are not all of the tenets that, you know, help drive uh, high employee engagement, right? But these are the ones that um, you and I both felt were just the most critical to really, mm-hmm. you know, chop it up and kind of talk about and digest. Um, so, uh, you know, as my father, you know, has always, you know, um, said to me, continues to say to me, you know, um, just because, you know, how you know dads are, like, you know, we have those sayings that we just don't ever let go, even if, like, I know you already got the message, but I'm just going to keep saying it because I've been saying it for X amount of years. Um, but, you know, he, you know, he would just always um, stress to me that, um, you know, uh, leaders are readers, right? Leaders are mm-hmm. readers. Um, and I think the, brig- the bigger message there is that, right, leaders are always on a pursuit of learning. Right. Yes. You're always on a pursuit of learning because um, obviously you can't read the podcast, but you can listen. It's even better. It's like it's like listening to a book. Right. So exactly. uh, listen to us. Uh, but um, I share that um, to say that I strongly encourage our legacy leaders to explore what other um, what other components are necessary in order to drive a high level of employee engagement outside of the ones that that. Um, we mentioned, and if there's anything mm-hmm. that really resonated with you, or um, you know that you you, know, you just have some thoughts on, um, we also know what it's like as leaders to benefit from having a sounding board uh, and people that you can just share your ideas and your thoughts and get them out there too. Um, so I strongly encourage you, um, you know, listening to, you know, don't be afraid to engage with us either. Right. Yeah. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't hurt. Send us, uh, you know, send us something on uh, LinkedIn or Facebook or, um, you know, Instagram, um, any of our social media um, and just share your thoughts. Right. And if there's something that you really felt like, um, hey, you want more uh, more clarity on or some additional insight, um, don't be afraid to engage us and to reach out and send a note. Or if there's something that you feel um, is just as important to contributing to a high level of employee engagement, like we want to hear from you. Like we're definitely interested in um you know, engaging with this community that we've built. And I think that's honestly has been one of the coolest things about this, you know, as I look at, um, you know, uh, the culture we established, you know, we tried to establish, we're establishing with uh, the Legacy and Leadership Podcast and then how that culture is being reinforced through the results and the results mm-hmm. being, you know, people listening and the downloads and the people following and 
um, you know, you know, growing all of these different platforms to um, the extent that we've been able to grow, grow them to and engage with as many people as we have. The cool thing about it is being to being able to have the conversations with folks where people are sending us notes and tagging us and stuff and, you know, um, you know, sending me text messages, sending you text messages. Hey, this really resonated with me. Oh, hey, this is really cool. Hey, can you ex expound on this a little bit? I would love to hear a little bit more about this. Um, hey, do you have something tangible that you can give me so that I can work on that skill? Or, hey, I love the call out about this or, um, you know, even the occasional notes that we get about our sports talk too. But this is not a sports podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Low key, it is. We just dubbed it a leadership podcast. No, but definitely, you know, point taken for our legacy leaders. Continue to, um, you know, if you're listening to the podcast, whatever major platform you're on, leave a review. But within that review, leave us some feedbacks. And again, specifically for this episode, any additional aspects of employee engagement that you feel uh, we didn't discuss that, you know, are important as well. Um, if you're also watching the the video itself uh, on our YouTube channel, leave a comment again, leave a comment. Let us know what's up and how you feel about the topic and any additional um uh, feedback and again aspects that you'd like to to mention as far as employee engagement is concerned um, so continue to do that we definitely appreciate the feedback and, and talking to us asking questions giving us that feedback because that just continues to drive us and, and what we do um, and we are going to hold ourselves accountable because we know that you're looking for a little bit more tangible items and tactics that we can give you and that you can use um, so be on the lookout you know it's funny that you mentioned you know listening to, to kind of listening to the book well we, we have some things that we're working on. We are teachers. We are content creators. Um, so, you know, again, be on the lookout for that. Hold us accountable. We got some really, really good things in store for you uh, over the next few weeks, the next couple of months. So um, next episode, pay attention. Keep riding with us. We're going to go to the next uh, topic, you know, in this really kind of expectations, not all of the expectations, but just a few that we want to touch upon expectations for leaders. The next one is going to be continuous improvement uh, and breaking down again, a couple of aspects of continuous improvement and some things that you should think about. So get ready for that. That is on the horizon. Step number one, make sure that you subscribe, subscribe uh, to the channel, subscribe to the podcast uh, platform that you, uh, that you listen to and that you enjoy the most because uh, we're on all of them. So wherever you're at, we're going to be there. Find us, listen, download, subscribe. Uh, step number two, make sure that you, again, click, take a snapshot uh, of the podcast that you're listening to. Or if you're watching us on a YouTube channel, take a snapshot of that. Then go to Instagram, post it into your story, and then tag us, right? So you're going to tag uh, Legacy Leadership. You're going to tag Devon at Leadership Docent. And then you can tag myself at Coach underscore Jimmy G Jr., uh, leave a little comments. And again, let us know that you're listening, uh, that you truly uh, appreciate what we're talking about and add to the conversation, add to the conversation. And let's really take this thing to, an, to the next level because um, that's what we like to do. That's what we're here to do. Uh, step number three, share. Share it with your folks, share it with your family, share it with your friends, share it with other people, again, that you know need to be part of the legacy leader tribe because um, they're out there. Right. And again, sharing is caring, as I mentioned earlier. So share the podcast, share the YouTube channel uh, and let everybody be involved in the goodness that is the Legacy and Leadership podcast. Uh, so on that note, I got my man, Anthony Devon Watts Jr. and myself, Jimmy Gonzalez Jr. saying thank you. Uh, take care and God bless and stay encouraged. We appreciate you guys.
Absolutely. Thank you. Rage on that beat, going crazy. You have just listened to the Legacy and Leadership Podcast, hosted by Jimmy Gonzalez and Devon Watts. Thank you, and we hope that you live, lead, and leave a legacy worth remembering. Until next time.